Welcome to the PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller, David Wynn, and Miles Free. Hi, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to the fifth season of PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller and David Wynn have joined me today, and we are going to discuss New thinking from the new generation for the new year. Welcome, Carly. Welcome, Dave. Thanks, Miles. Thank you, Miles. I know just the other day we were at the airport going, no, it's the second season, it's the third season, it's the second season, and looked it up, and here it was the fourth season. That's how much fun we've been have doing this. It's, it, we just keep doing it. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for keep listening. Absolutely. Knowledge retention. That's right. That's right. All right. So new thinking from the new generation for the new year. This had to come out of your brain, Miles. Well, you know, it, it's the time of year where everybody's got a resolution and they publish their resolutions and then they get guilty about not following their resolutions, give up the gym membership about the middle of February. And, you know, I wanted to like break that cycle of failure. Okay. So... I thought I would bring up some new thinking from the new generation for the new year. It is the new year. So who are you talking to from the new generation? I met Max Coker at Horn Technology Days last year. And Max was a great host, showed me technology, very impressive. And he kind of challenged my thinking. And you guys, like are, already. <laughs> you guys are going to help me deal with this because it was, it was quite a challenge. Okay. What, what challenge what are you? we talking about? Well, what, what, what's, what's one of the things I always talk about, right? It's continuous improvement. Yes. Right? There is no, without continuous improvement, there is no material progress. There's no progress. Things just get worse. Nothing improves. Stagnation, nothing improves, mm. you know, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I, I'm all about continuous improvement. If there were only two words besides miles free on a gravestone, they would be continuous improvement. Okay, that would be hysterical on a we'll tombstone. We'll see to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text Beth. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the name of the executor, too. So, so Max... I, I was very impressed. Max was showing me with a true insider's view. I was seeing, I was seeing really sophisticated things. I was, I really felt, you know, I was seeing truth revealed. And then he laid this one on me. Carly said, incremental improvement is insufficient for the future we intend. Listeners, if this mic wasn't on a stand, you'd hear it hit the floor now. <laughs> All you have to do is say, mic drop. Mic drop now. Drop the mic. <laughs> All right, so incremental improvement is insufficient for the future that we intend, but isn't continuous improvement incremental improvement? Welcome to my pain, Carly. Okay, because I am getting a headache. <laughs> welcome, welcome to my pain. So uh, continuous improvement is how I built my career. I, I was let go from U.S. Steel in the mid-'80s because 
quality wasn't good enough to compete globally. The Japanese were eating the, the quality steel market, and U.S. Steel had surplus people. I use statistical quality control techniques, continuous improvement techniques. We captured back market share at another company, but we actually displaced the Japanese that were supplying uh, uh, one of our large automotive customers, bar customers, by continuous improvement. And here's this young man knows his stuff. Incremental improvement is not sufficient. Okay. Well, we probably have a million stories about how continuous improvement worked. So talk more about this incremental improvement, that it's, not, that it's insufficient. Then what is sufficient? Well, I was trying to figure that out. And, and Max, you know, like, like any real smart person, he says, well, don't take my word for it. Listen, listen to my mentor, Wolfgang Group at Trigema. Mr. Group says, if you have a big problem, you are an idiot. Every big problem was once a small problem. Fix it while it's small. <laughs> that sounds like a Toyota guy. Uh, <laughs> I love it, though. Fix it while it's small. Right. Fix it now. Yeah. But, but When it costs less, it takes less time. Right, but, but that even adds to my angst because that sounds a lot to me like <laughs> incremental improvement. I'm fixing this small thing. I think it is, but you know what? I think what he's getting at here is that if you had the discipline to do incremental improvement over time, that you become that person that's in the right place at the right time, and people call it getting lucky, but really it was all those hours of preparation that you put in, and then you make these huge leaps at certain times and throughout your life or in business, and that's because you made all the incremental improvements along the way, and then you were prepared to take the big leap when the opportunity arrives. Well, you know, I, I like that. That that makes me feel better, David, but, but this, this, these folks were really intolerant. They say, no, uh, we don't just make it better, we eliminate the root cause. We don't just put a bandage on it of uh, a little containment or incremental improvement. Um, we're going to confront our problems and we're going to eliminate our problems. Um, eliminating small problems isn't incremental in this worldview, it's total war. It's professional obligation and, and uh, I mean it's the opposite end of the spectrum from where my, my comfort and success space was. So I'm going to ask you, does absolutely being intolerant of any process variable sound like your way of thinking, David? Uh, I can see it as, as the uh, true north vision, but not as reality. And, and I would find it hard to believe that, that anybody could pull that off in reality. I think that that's a great objective. But I think it's like the unobtainable vision that you're never really going to get there, but you're striving to get there. Well, let's let it, that's that's good. So I, I I'm going to ask everyone to at least consider joining joining Max and his new generation fellows in in embracing this intolerance for for small problems in their in their operations. But let's talk about that that vision, that true north, because. Uh, that was the other part that gave me a little bit of a, a headache too. Our, uh, our, our continuous improvement, that incremental improvement is insufficient 
for the future we intend. Now, tell me about the role of intent in your professional practice. That's your mission statement. That's what the intent is. It's your mission statement. So their future, their intended future, this is how I'm hearing it, there's no room for the incremental changes. If they want to achieve their mission or their vision, then they're gonna have to do it through this eliminating small problems before they're big problems. Well, with, through this intolerance of... They have a vision of perfection. I don't know if it has to be perfection. Nothing has to be, I don't know. I, I have a personal beef with the word perfect, so we won't, get, we won't get into that. But let me ask you this. Continuous improvement describes a, a way of thinking, but isn't also a result of the thinking. So they're still continuously improving by using this method of intolerance instead of the incremental right right so uh i i think that they're recalibrating from the micro scale to a more macro scale and it's not not just about okay i've i've fixed one small thing one small feature in this process they're they're looking at actually I think even abandoning a process if there's a better process. It's no longer incremental. It's, it's breakthroughs. It's major leaps. And I think that's more ambitious. I don't think there's anything novel about that in, its, in and of itself, though. That's the way we should all should be. I mean, it doesn't matter. Sunk costs are sunk costs. If you've got 15 hours generating a process and then in five minutes some guy comes in with a better way, you got to throw out that 15 hours, even if you got 15 years in something. I mean, that's the way we should all Yeah, live. well, tell that to Ford GM and Stellantis right now struggling to sell even – 14 EVs. <laughs> That's why these new upstart auto companies are spanking them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so, but, but it gets back, you know, what is the future that we intend? And I think a lot of us maybe aren't following our mission, as Carly pointed out, that uh, it's just our mission, right? Um, I think maybe a lot of us are just happy today's a little better than it was yesterday. And that may get you through today, but that may not get you through the business plan. And um, so that's that's kind of the challenge for all of us is what is the future we intend? And is it just muddling through? Is it just having, you know, shiny, shinier flying saucers? <laughs> or is it having a flying saucer, right? You know, I think the problem comes in, too, is that it's it's easy to do but it's hard to do. I guess it's easy to state what you need to do. The things are easy, but it's the discipline to continue to do it, to get to the vision. That's where the complexity, that's where the real work comes in. And, and you know, as human beings, we run from work. Speak for yourself. <laughs> anyway, so I'm curious, since this came from a horn person, what, what is their future? Like, what's their view of what their future is? Well, I, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's actually the, the great way to, to look at that. So Marcus Horn, CEO, said, 
we will continue to develop and master the tools needed to embrace the technological advancements and new developments in physics that will shape the future of the world. Whoa. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> That's a vision right There's there. There's a vision, That's right? A vision. So like it's like current science is insufficient. <laughs> So we're going to be running with the new science. We're going to be continually looking, not for incremental improvement, but for major change. They're literally running on the cutting edge. So it's interesting because what I'm getting out of that too is they're not gonna just use new technology because it's new technology. They're gonna make sure as part of that intolerance that this new technology is the right course of action you know i think i think part of it is they they totally restate the problem so that they don't necessarily think that the answer to the problem in the future will be the same thing they did before they they created like well we'll make our own carbide right it's not like we'll just buy carbide and make tools we'll create our own carbide i think they're trying to get to solve the customer's problem rather than use what we already have to solve the customer's problem. So it's it's a complete white slate. So it's it's keeping an open mind, everything's on the table until it's off kind of thing. There are no impossibilities. Giving it enough time, energy, and money, you can do anything. It's a new year, David. You've got the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So did it change the way you were thinking? Well... Or are you still in your incremental world? I mean, I know we're talking decades of this being in your head. It, it, it's in my head, but I think, I think I'm going to embrace more intolerance. I'm not going to be satisfied with muddling from a B minus to a B. I want to go from a B minus to an A plus. And I think that we lack ambition. David said, you know, we don't like work. Well, I think we lack ambition, and muddling through is good enough. Oh, we were in the black this quarter. It's okay. Well, what if we were solidly in the green this quarter? All right. Well, I don't know. You know I hate it when you do these overall generalizations. You know, we do this and we do that. Cause well, I, I do a kernelization, but we, know, <laughs> we don't have any kernels. <laughs> we know many... <laughs> shops who have ambition and we've seen it and we've seen them put it to work and we've seen them them realize those visions and they're thriving and they're thriving so we need to encourage those shops who think that okay today was better than yesterday tomorrow's going to be better da, 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 that incremental think bigger I think that is exactly what the new thinking from the new generation for the new year is all about. Yeah, it's going to be a tough year, according to The Economist. Our business trends report says we're doing pretty good. But uh, it's we should be intolerant of just muddling through. We need to be our best. That wraps up today's podcast on new thinking from the new generation for the new year. If the refutation of continuous improvement gave you heartburn, call me or send me an email and I'll send you a sympathy card and we'll cry together. You are not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast 
you don't want to miss one. Also, check out our Speaking of Suppliers podcast to hear how our technical members can help your shops. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org where you can find our knowledge centers filled with articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources just for precision machining. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to learn how we can help you thrive. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly and Miles? Because we are better together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision.